Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, welcome, friends, to this time of prayer and scripture reading. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. We are glad to be with you today. Feel free to leave your prayer intentions in the comments. As always, we want to pray for one another. And today we're going to put ourselves again in the presence of God and listen to His Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we come before you first of all asking forgiveness for our sins. We sin every day, and yet we experience your mercy every day. Lord, whatever we have done or failed to do, any of those acts or omissions that have offended you, we repent of today. And we ask your help that we might be light to the world and good examples to our brothers and sisters, spurring them on to virtue, spurring them on to repentance and renewal in Christ. We embrace that renewal. We ask that we be given grace upon grace, victory upon victory, and be transformed from glory to glory. We pray in the name of the same Christ our Lord. Amen. The reading comes to us from the beginning of the book of Ezra. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord inspired King Cyrus of Persia to issue this proclamation throughout his kingdom, both by word of mouth and in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord, the God of heaven, has given to me. And he has also charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah, Therefore, whoever among you belongs to any part of his people, let him go up, and may his God be with him. Let everyone who has survived in whatever place he may have dwelt be assisted by the people of that place with silver, gold, goods, and cattle, together with freewill offerings for the house of God in Jerusalem. Then the family heads of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and Levites Everyone, that is, whom God had inspired to do so, prepared to go up to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All their neighbors gave them help in every way, with silver, gold, goods, and cattle, and with many precious gifts, besides all their free will offerings. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The prophet Jeremiah told God's people some six centuries prior to the coming of Christ that they were going to be punished by the Babylonians. But the punishment by the Babylonians was actually the punishment by God because the people had violated the covenant. And so he said, the Babylonians are going to take you into captivity. They, they, and, they, and they did. They overran Jerusalem, that burned the temple, uh, the Book of Lamentations expresses the deep grief of God's people as they were overcome by this enemy, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. But it was a, a spiritual problem, not military or political. It was a spiritual problem. 
They were not obedient to the covenant. In fact, they, they committed the same sin we commit nowadays with abortion and sacrificed their sons and daughters to demons in the fire. Spilling of the innocent blood of children. God couldn't take that anymore and sent the people off that land into exile. The land God had already given them by miraculous intervention, but off they went. For very similar reasons, the ten tribes in the north had been taken away by the Assyrians uh, in the previous century, and it was like, uh, well, well, two centuries previous, and it was like they didn't come back to ten lost tribes of the house of Israel. So these remaining two tribes, well, the Babylonians came in, and there was the Babylonian exile. Now Jeremiah also promised, as did Ezekiel, that God would renew His covenant with His people. And Ezekiel said, I will bring you back from the lands to which you have been scattered, bring you back to your own land. How was that going to happen? Well, that's the reading from Ezra today. It happened because a king who didn't even share their faith, take note, didn't even share their faith, was an instrument of God for bringing them back to their land. Cyrus, king of Persia. The Lord has given me power, he said, and he has charged me to build a house. Now again, he wasn't a worshiper of the God of Israel, but he was a king that gave religious freedom to the people. Go back. Not only did he let them go back to the land, but you see he gave them offerings of, of, of uh, gold, silver, goods, cattle. He gave them things that they would need because what they had to do was not just re- take their own land, but rebuild the temple by which they could carry out the worship of God. Now I want to ask you a question. Would you rather be living under the rule of somebody who shared your faith but didn't allow you to exercise it, or under the rule of somebody who allowed you to live out your own faith but didn't share it themselves? Which one is preferable? I want, and I presume you want, people in authority in the civil arena who are going to let us live freely, let us believe freely, let us worship freely according to our own convictions. It's secondary as to whether that ruler or that governor or that president or that king, it's secondary to us whether they share the faith themselves I want them to protect our right to live our faith. We battled through this. The court case of ours that went all the way up to the Supreme Court against the so-called HHS mandate some years ago where we, be, we were being told we had to cover abortion in the health insurance policies that we give our employees. We said no. And the government under, under the Obama-Biden administration was trying to tell us, oh, oh, no, no, this is not, this does not violate your faith. And we said to them, listen, we're the ones who believe our faith. You don't get to tell us what is or isn't consistent with our faith. We tell you. In fact, we don't even have to tell you. You just have to protect whatever it is that we want to do and believe we should do in worshiping God. So Cyrus did this. Cyrus said, you're free. Go back, those who want. Now, not all of them did. But those who want to go back, go back. I'm going, to, I'm going to equip you with material goods. Go back and build your house of worship. 
It's, 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 what, it's what freedom is, brothers and sisters. You know, in the gospel passage that's read today, Jesus talks about placing the lamp on the lampstand. And he says, uh, when you do that, all those who enter can see the light. That's, that's, that's what Cyrus did. That's what every political leader who stands for religious freedom, and this has got to be a question we ask those who are asking us for our vote to put them into political power, we have got to ask them, are you going to let me live out my faith? It's not just a matter of a house of worship. Are they going to allow you to attend church? Or are they going to tax those who go to church? Are they going to allow you to attend church? Or are they going to close the churches? It's not only a matter of that, however. It's a matter of living out the faith in the workplace. It's a matter of what kind of insurance policies we're going to purchase or be forced to purchase. It's a matter of expressing our faith out in public, being able to pray at a, at a football game or Coach Kennedy being able to kneel down on the field and pray even though he worked for a public school. We've got to be able to live our faith, not just in the four walls of the church, but everywhere that we go. Religious freedom. It's a key issue on which to challenge both those who are already in political office and those who are seeking to be by asking for our votes. Thank God for King Cyrus. Thank God for leaders who let us, as they must, allow us to live our faith. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for all those leaders who have indeed defended our religious freedom not just freedom of worship, freedom of religion, freedom of conscience, freedom to worship you, Lord God, in the way that you command every moment of our lives, in every activity of our lives, business and school and leisure and recreation, driving on the highways. Bless us, Lord, with that freedom always. May we always defend it. May we defend it through the way that we vote. Lord, bless all those who are under persecution for living their faith some in very hostile regimes in various parts of the world, others right here at home who are pressured in big and small ways to compromise on their faith. Don't let it happen, Lord. Don't let them compromise. Don't let us compromise. Don't let us waver. Bless us with freedom. Lord, bless all the needs that we have. The prayers that have been expressed here are those that remain in our hearts. And we gather them all up now. And we pray for each other in the words Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining me. Let others know about this program because I'm sure there are many out there who would benefit from these reflections but uh, don't know about it. They can learn about it from you. Let's continue to exercise our religious freedom as we defend the unborn 
privately and publicly and in every, in every possible way. Thank you for your pro-life commitment. And follow me on social media at FR Frank Pavone, at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. We are continuing the work of the Lord and of the movement. Glad to have you with us, and we will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.